from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is the Thai Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. The Tiger Cats have four games remaining in the regular season and could clinch a playoff spot on Saturday when they host the Calgary Stampeders at 7 o'clock at Tim Hortons Field. I'm RJ Broadhead. He's Luke Tasker. Welcome to Tie Cats this week. Luke, welcome back. We missed you last week. You, you obviously <laughs> you. are the good luck charm. I guess so. Yes, they've uh, they uh, failed to um, get the win without uh, Luke in the booth. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's the answer. Good stat to keep, actually. <laughs> you know, I was around the team a bit. Yeah, it is a good stat, especially for your contract coming up. <laughs> uh, um, uh, no, don't worry, everybody. Luke's going to be around a long time. No, no contract <laughs> issue here. No, no holdout. Um, <laughs> being around the team after that Toronto loss, they didn't miss a step. The, the confidence is still there. They know what's up this week. Um, it's just one of those teams that seems to every game, the same things happen. They jump out to a big lead, and then the Tiger Cats just, just can't catch up. But yeah. everybody said it. There's one game that matters, and they're hoping to meet them again, and that would be the, the East Final. And, and boy, that would be uh, that would be the best revenge you could get, wouldn't it be? Yeah, it sure would. After a tough after a tough season series with Toronto, and I agree uh, with last week's game. And you know, you isolate the two interceptions that effectively didn't just lead to, to points. I mean, we're, we're almost directly points, right? Like just the the interception for a touchdown, and then the following play after the second interception. Isolate those two along with the seventy yard pass, and now you have you take out those three plays, and it's it that game's a toss up. So it's not it it. it as a player, you, you bounce back from that and saying, well, that's just three mistakes. It's not like we we got beat, you know, 75% of the plays in that game. We, you know, we got beat for that little 5% plays, you know, that little, what's less than that, actually, just those three plays. And, and uh, if we can uh, fix just some of those isolated problems, you know, it's a different game. So I, I do think as a player, you, it's kind of maybe an easier one to bounce back from uh, uh, when you when it's so tangible what went wrong. With... Um possibly clinching a playoff spot a few things have to go the tiger cats way obviously they have to beat calgary and that would have a a double impact because then it would stop the crossover so in that game calgary on saturday is going to be desperate they're basically playing to keep their crossover and and playoff hopes alive and the tiger cats they don't want to mess around with this they want to get a playoff spot clinched they would also need montreal to win and Saskatchewan to win, but if Hamilton, Montreal, Saskatchewan all win, then Hamilton is in. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like the you know the CNN and 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 go ahead and I'm going to say the polls say Tiger Cats are in the playoffs. I, I'm gonna everybody wants to be first. Tiger Cats Audio Network Luke is gonna be first. Tiger Cats are making the playoffs. You want to debate that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I wish I could, but I'm on board with you with that. But here's an interesting one for you, RJ. So you need a Montreal win and a Hamilton win, and the Tie Cats are in the playoffs because they they cannot be worse than Ottawa, and we have the tiebreaker with Ottawa. But the interesting thing is that second place in the East is not out of the question, and in to do that, you'd want a Montreal loss potentially, right? And so the last game of the season, this is building towards, is a Montreal Hamilton game. Two things. It'd be really fun if that game is meaningful, and your and and those two teams are playing for a bye week the following week. You know that's the best, and we did that with Montreal in 2014. 
the last game of the season, we were playing each other for a bye week to then play each other again, potentially in the in the Eastern final. So, uh, and excuse me, that wouldn't be for a bye week. It would just be for right. a home game this year. But it would be yes. for you're playing you're you're playing each other to play at home the following week. Right? It's a really exciting game. And to do that, you know, you have to you got to keep the this balanced in these in the Ottawa Montreal Hamilton uh, battle here. So I don't know. I know that a Mont- Montreal winning will, along with Hamilton winning, would secure the playoffs. That's great, and you want that. But I I I want to I want to hold on for that for that home for that home game in the playoffs uh, and a chance to to chase down Montreal. So interesting little little triangle little love triangle going on here. Yeah, it it could be almost like a two game playoff series if if that last That's game right. of the regular season can be for the home playoff game because the way things are going right now, it's going to be Hamilton, Montreal playing in the East semifinal. We don't know who will be the home team. So that last game, Hamilton, we know, has to win outright. So all they have to do is be tied with Montreal. Even if they're a win ahead of Montreal, Montreal can still win that last game and and get the yes. home playoff game. Yes. So basically, be tied, be a game ahead, Win that last game, and the Tiger Cats have have the home playoff game. I, I asked uh, Jameer Thurman. I love talking to Jameer Thurman because he is always striving for perfection. I'm sure you played with with guys like this, Luke. Oh, yeah. He is an absolute pro. Hey, you had a great game against Winnipeg, yeah, but we left plays out there. We could be better. You know, it's always always striving, always knowing that that you can be can be better because that Winnipeg game was great, but it's it's kind of how I've always thought uh, I don't know if that was um your your thought process as a as a player as well that hey we were good but we still missed some plays yeah it is i mean and you it's not it's there's that interview voice that you hear from players sometimes you know just saying the right things and that's fine but you can also tell when it's authentic and you do feel it as a player it's sometimes it's really disheartening i remember having really great games uh it personally like you know stat wise or whatever and losing and it really it does not have the same you know luster and feel of when you when you win. And I certainly remember very mediocre games of mine where we won, and that's a that's a relieving feeling too. So yeah, it's, it just comes down to one thing in the end. And I think Jameer Thurman's certainly a guy who 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 uh, who embodies that that type of mentality of you know it's all about winning, uh, winning firstly. Yeah, that la- that game last week, um, you know, Toronto's played almost near flawless football as far as the record is concerned they've been they've been really really good and tiger cats have been searching and trying to find their game and trying to gel and the runway's getting short four games to go we've seen some good games from the tiger cats that bc game the last home game against winnipeg are you is your gut telling you that they could peak at the right time or are you getting concerned with there's only a few games left in the regular season and there's still some inconsistencies well, compare this game against Toronto to their first matchups against Toronto. It was very, it's very different, and and the deficit in the first quarter this past week that that's a crusher that really hurts. But like I said, if you have if you if you don't have that coverage breakdown, if you make Chad Kelly drive the whole field and and, the, and instead of that seventy yard pass for a touchdown, it might be different. He he was turning the ball over in that game. Actually, the the Mark Washington's defense was stealing the ball away from Toronto effectively. And uh, again, and then if you can avoid those turnovers that directly led to 14 points for the Argos, uh, very different. And so, and I say that because early in this season, you know, you can think back to the first game in, uh, in Toronto 
you know, it, it was not, you didn't have that feeling. I mean, you know, you couldn't watch that game and say, ah, it was, it, you know, yeah, just here, just change one or two things. No, it was, it was really Toronto was, was dominating that game. And so I certainly look at this in, in a positive light with what Hamilton could do in this last stretch of the season. Uh, and if they can protect the football, uh, and, uh, and Taylor Powell, you know, as he's, he's set to, set to continue to be the starter here. And, and I'm just excited to continue to watch him, uh, as he gets closer to the postseason. I, I think it's sort of a, a hopeful question mark as to what this team could be still this year. Yeah. Taylor Powell's been good. Matt Schultz is, is ready to go. Uh, Toronto makes, makes a lot of teams look, um, pretty average. They've been excellent this year. Taylor Powell talks about learning and not being afraid to make mistakes. And maybe that safety was a, a learning moment where he got the in, intentional grounding in, in the end zone. Um, you, you could you could argue that, but um, certainly the two points wound up with the Argos. That was a learning experience, I'm sure, for, for a young quarterback. But he did. It was interesting what the Argos did, Luke. To me, it was obvious. They studied the Tiger Cats and said, okay, Powell is playing really well. He's very consistent with his completion percentage. We're going to make that tough arm. James Butler, you're not going to beat us. We're going to we're going to make sure that we contain James Butler. Tim White, you're not going to beat us. We're going to take you right out of the game. So if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to beat us with somebody else. And Keandre Smith really emerged as a, a target that can be a weapon for the Tiger Cats. So there's the positive there is that Keandre Smith, 156 yards receiving, but that was my guess without talking to the Argos that that's what they said. We're going to take all your top statistical players and take them out of the game. And if you can beat us, it's going to be with guys who haven't put up the big numbers. And in Keandre's case, he did show he can do it. But it's a good strategy if you're the Argos. It is, and it's hopeful thing for the Tie Cats that guys like Keandre Smith, Terry Godwin with a touchdown, and 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 you know, kind of an ability to spread the football around a little bit more. Um, I I think you gotta have it. I mean, the years where our offense, when I was uh, playing, was the best was you know you just had we had so many answers with uh, Braylon and Speedy and Andy, myself and and a different different groups of time Taekwon Underwood and every, every year it seemed like somebody rose to the occasion uh, uh, to sort of fill in some of those spots, and it is game by game. I mean, honestly, it really it is. You know, you 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 get uh, you get you know you get in a in a match up one one night and as we've seen many times tim white it just his number just keeps getting called and as you and as you have a, a game like that soon that that player you know you can make it's not just that he's open sometimes he's just making a catch you know in spite of being uh double covered you just get you, you know that's that's just athletics that's sports that's what we love about it is that players can uh, uh do do the the unlikely thing at times but to have the the answers and to see a guy like Andre Smith have a night like that is a is is definitely bodes well, uh, especially late in the season like this for the Tie Cats. James Butler, you know that, that's been something so so uh, you know interesting about the season for the Tie Cats is that it's just it's just everything or nothing in the run game. You know, it's like it's hard to have have those games where you know there's like a nice consistent you know. 75 yard night for James Butler with 300 yards passing, you know, it's been, it's been either, you know, 120 or like 20, you know? And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the, the complimentary, you know, running and offing, uh, sorry, running and passing approaches. Uh, you know, I still, I still would like to see more, uh, more of that. And it, 
late in the season, if the Ticats can make this, can make a Grey Cup run this year and go win the, the Grey Cup, James Butler is going to have to play a part in that. I, I, I really, I really believe it. It's, it's going to have to be uh, a productive run game uh, to make that happen. You, you played with Simone Lawrence. He's now top ten all time in tackles in the CFL. That's, you know. Amazing with all the players who have played in the in the in the league, and he's he's cracked into the the, the top ten, um, and he seems to be getting better as this season's gone on. Almost like I'm gonna do everything I can to get into the playoffs and get into that home game, which is the Grey Cup game. I, you know that's his focus, but what an accomplishment when you think all time and and top ten. Yeah, I've been particularly impressed with Simone this year. Like just. You know, you never know. Like every player gets to a season where you know physically that start there's, you start to see a drop off or just energy wise, and and it's not it's not only not been that way, it's been the opposite. I mean, he really he stands out. You know, as you as you watch the game, just with his speed and his energy, um, I, I'm just so impressed with what he's done. It clearly clearly is not uh, nearing the end of of Samoy Lawrence's uh, ability to play at a high level. He is one of the best in the league. At this very moment, uh, even as the the ten tenth all time with tackles, I mean, it's just an awesome thing to watch. Tyreek McAllister had a big return that was brought back on a penalty, and and Andy was uh, doing the game with me last week, Luke, when you were away. He didn't like it, but I couldn't help but visualize what your reaction would be because that hidden yardage wound up being about a sixty yard penalty. Uh, he's been in the end zone at least three times this season with two points to show for it. Like he, he's good for an explosive play, but if they can just limit those penalties, he's he's going to get some points for them or at least set them up to get some points. It's just poor guy. He's done all this running, and it's at least three big returns that have been called back due to penalties. Well, it's a sneaky little part of football, special teams penalties. And I really think that the teams that end up winning Grey Cups and making stri- making runs late in the season are teams that that eliminate those type of things. That Those are mistakes that the winning teams in October and November, uh, those are mistakes they're not making. And it's it, like you said, it's the hidden yardage. Uh, it, it's it's a level of just discipline and execution that is just uh, just you know two percent more, just a little bit more, because that return and the returns that we've seen from McAllister, that's good execution. That's good football all around the board. Minus one little decision, one little miss by one of the one of the twelve guys on the field. It's really such a slight edge. It's it's amazing. And and but the damage that that causes, I've said in our, uh, broadcasts. To, with you and I in the booth on game day, you just can't outplay it. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, it's like, it's not like a, uh, a missed block by an offensive lineman. The running back may be able to outplay that. He may be able to miss the tackle anyways and make the play happen in penalties in the return game. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can't outplay one guy making a bad decision. Doesn't matter. So, I mean, it's, it's more damage. It's just as damaging as a turnover. It can be just as damaging, you know, as a, as a, as a touchdown one way or the other. It's that, it's that impactful. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, it's a very difficult part of the game or not unfortunately, just the reality of football. You're asking human, human adult men who are, <laughs> Hyper athletic to sprint down the field and try to stop each other. I mean, you know, you're you're going to get in a compromised situation every now and again, and so it's just a really really challenging part of of the sport. But uh, if if the Jeff Reinbold special teams, if these tie cats can can stop doing that, you may have McAllister 
be able to bust a play open that's going to change the course of a season as these games uh, start to really matter. So it's super interesting. And yeah, I'm, RJ, I'm probably going to lose my head in the booth if we <laughs> if we see it. I'm going to have to mute my mic in the booth if we see a special teams uh, costly penalty like that. It's just uh, it's it's uh, really hard to watch. Well, for for anyone listening to Ty Cats this week with RJ Brodin and Luke Tasker um, in the booth. When there's a, a big return on special teams, Luke always does a scan of the field before he says too much. <laughs> Looking for those flags, yes. scanning. I know. Oh, okay, good. I can I can praise this play, but <laughs> yeah, he also hangs his head when uh, there's the flag, and you you, t- <laughs> well, you tend to know what it is. It's PTSD. You walk as a receiver yeah. walking out of the field to the 35 yard line and then realizing, oh, no, we're going back to the 15 yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do all do this more work and before we can get points. So uh, we'll see, though. I, I, I think that uh, I well, I know for a fact the way that Jeff Reinbold approaches penalties in, the, in his meeting rooms and it's not taken lightly. And, I, and if you can just avoid some of those uh, critical errors, you know, it could, could, could be a big difference maker with a guy like guy like Tyreek. Well, definitely, Luke, you've educated me in that aspect, and I'm sure some of the listeners on the Ticats Audio Network uh, who are, are loyal listeners, uh, you explain it so well. So it is an important part, and hopefully no more of those penalties for, for the Tiger Cats on, on special teams. Let's talk yes. about the game on Saturday, 7 o'clock against Calgary. It was one of those that I think most of us had circled on our calendar when the schedule came out, and Bo Levi Mitchell was signed by the Tiger Cats. It's the one meeting between the Tiger Cats and the Stampeders this year, but Unfortunately, Bo still injured. He won't play, but there's actually so much significance for this game. Calgary playing for their playoff lives, basically. Hamilton trying to catch Montreal for second place, trying to clinch a playoff spot. What are you looking for in in this game? Well, some some playoff level consistency, some playoff level uh, execution, and to me that means uh, a positive turnover ratio by the time that this game is done. Uh, Coach O is Coach O is famously saying, you know, you know, not all penalties and not all turnovers are created equal, and that was very very evident in the game in Toronto this past week, lost by Hamilton. Those two turnovers were not just turnovers. Those interceptions were 14 points directly. And so that's, you got to avoid uh, turning the ball over and those kind of costly uh, situations. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see. I, th- I think I go back to I, the, the games that we've seen, Mark Washington's defense uh, at its best. Um, it, it is, you know, one of the best in the league. I mean, they can, they, they, we've seen them uh, stop uh, uh, BC's offense, Winnipeg's offense. Uh, we've actually the only offense they've really, really uh, had had have never had success against so far uh, in a total game is Toronto's. But at times they even have Chad Kelly wasn't productive for four straight quarters uh, in Toronto this past week. And so if you can just get some consistency, avoid that big play against uh, for that for the defense. And we'll see, you know, it's the nature of football. A lot of this is going to come back come down to Taylor Powell. That's the nature of it. You know, the quarterback is going to, uh, goes, goes uh, a long way. And so, uh, would love to see another, uh, good performance by him. Well, Luke, can't wait to see you on, on Saturday and, and call this game. And maybe we, we call a, a playoff clincher for the Tiger Cats. We'll know because it's the, the last game yes. of the week in the CFL. Going to be fun, RJ. Can't wait to, uh, can't wait to call a good one and to see this, uh, Hamilton crowd, uh, this weekend.
Well, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Ticats this week. If you can be at Tim Hortons Field, you'll want to be there. It could be a playoff clincher for the Hamilton Tiger Cats as they continue their quest for the Grey Cup. If you can't be there, we'll have the game for you on the Ticats Audio Network. Listen.ticats.ca. Bubba O'Neill and Andy Fantuz have the pregame show at 6. Luke Tasker and myself, RJ Broadhead, have the call at 7. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gamedayatiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiger Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.